If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello, hello, and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. You can watch the show live now on the first Sunday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show later on your favorite podcast player. In this episode, we've got a roundtable chat with a couple of guests from our Challenge Talk community, and we also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your Challenge Cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. And later in the show, we also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, the Wheel of challenges <laughs> so listen live get your email app ready and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance to win at the uh, grand prize a one-year membership to project gc and later on we'll also highlight some of the challenge caches that you found and someone will win our monthly giveaway so we are your hosts emily to my left hello <laughs> and jeff from Cash the line. And we have a few extra guests as well tonight from the community. Zipper Tiff and Terra Aviators. Hello, hello. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, Jesse and Derek are also around. They'll uh, pop in. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, nice to have a background crew, too. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, how have uh, your months been? Have you been doing any challenges, uh, any accomplishments this month? So I participated in a city challenge yesterday in Roseburg, Oregon. The Parks and Rec Department puts on a geocaching challenge every year, and they take you around to some of their featured parks and featured businesses, and they always have a really lovely um, coin prize, and this year it's like a, like a painted rock. Um, they had a lot of uh, painted rocks in their challenge this year, so they made a painted rock coin. So it's not an official challenge as far as a, a specific geocache, but it's a challenge I look forward to every year. Hmm. That's a neat little prize too. Was that is that a, a rounded rock or does, is it? Yes, kind of it's it's flat. like a rounded rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a paint they did job. Did a good job. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still working on my uh, challenges per date of the year grid. It's uh, I've got still got a few holes throughout, and uh, it's an hour for me to drive just to the nearest challenge cache that I qualify and haven't found yet. Yeah, <laughs> I have 16, 16 more days left this year to finish, um, and done by the uh, about the second week of March, I think. So lots of planning for those. A lot of midnight runs for pre and post midnight. <laughs> 
um, we've also got our uh, fizzy challenge for 2022 that we pose the community to complete a different kind of a challenge, uh, fizzy DT grid. And right now, having looked at my challenge uh, DT grid from Project GC Stats, I'm still missing two difficulty terrain combinations. And there are none in Ontario, no qualifiers. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> something to watch for this summer on those road trips to all the events, all the activities. Hopefully, Good find luck. a couple of those. Finish that'll that. That'll be fun and satisfying. Yeah, that'll be really satisfying mm. then. Yeah. And, uh, I also just this afternoon, I checked my uh, PGC challenge stats and found that there are four uh, challenges that I had signed and not noted that I hadn't qualified for. And so I've got these little green check marks on your challenge tab of your project GC stats. If you scroll down to challenges signed but not yet logged as found. It tracks, we've mentioned this in, a, in prior episodes as well. It lists all of the caches that you've added a note to, but haven't yet found. So it kind of helps you keep track of challenge caches. And there's four here that I, I completely forgot about. <laughs> so now I've got to check <laughs> when did I qualify for these and log them as found. So that was a nice little bonus. <laughs> Fun. But uh, how about you guys down below? Have you got any... Uh, other challenges this this uh, month? Anything you're working towards? No, uh, not this month. <laughs> <laughs> I actually submitted a couple of them that I uh, already to you guys for the drawing mm. uh, that you do. Uh, one of them that I didn't actually know I qualified for until I looked at it again and ran the Project GC checker was a century. It was called a century grid challenge. And every terrain uh, and difficulty across, you had to have a hundred. And so uh, terrain four and a half was the bane of my existence. <laughs> but don't, you know, that was the only one, every one of them, the rest of them, uh, I had more than a hundred, but that one I didn't. And I, uh, I'm going to be going on a trip soon. So I, anytime I go on a trip, I start looking at some of those that I don't qualify for to see what do I need to do? Maybe I can get something on the trip. And when I checked, I had exactly a hundred terrain four and a half. So that probably came from a challenge of some type because I haven't mm. been out hiking or doing anything four and a half terrain, but probably a challenge that had a, you know, was, was coded not the way you're supposed to for terrain. Right. Probably what happened I, that I qualified for some type of challenge and it was a four and a half terrain but shoot it was a hundred and i love when that happens that's that, great and that's the other thing yeah past fines if an owner decides to change the difficulty or terrain rating it might suddenly make you qualify for a challenge as well so been. who knows could have been was. but i was i was happy because uh uh that was quite a long time of not having a hundred in that particular column hmm. um hmm. so that was nice good well i always keep yeah. one in my back pocket that i'm that I try to work on and I, I believe it's in Galveston and I can't remember the exact number, but you have to find caches that have to do with scouting boy scouts mm -hmm. or girl scouts of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are a, a lot more elusive than you would think when you start looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a challenge you're still working towards. Yes. I've been working on it for years. Wow. I believe you have to find 25. And so there is a checker for it, 
but the checker is a little, uh, it's a little iffy because it'll pull out caches that have nothing to do with scouting of America, but maybe it has scout in the title or something like that. Gotcha. So, yeah. You have to sit through it to find the gold. Yeah. Those text-based challenges. Fun, it's, but painful. <laughs> right. And it's funny how sometimes you think a challenge is a shoe in it. 25 doesn't sound like a lot, but then you get surprised at the, the rarity of the content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just showing the uh, the DT grid for anybody who's curious about that. Uh, there is that nine by nine grid of every DT combination, but there's also you you can have challenges based on the totals of each row and each column. So consider that as well. <laughs> See if you can find those rare difficulties or terrain uh, individual ratings to add to your totals for the uh, the columns and rows. Anything that is statistically possible, generally speaking, I think, yeah, can be a challenge cache. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so fun to geek out on them. <laughs> I get to get together with some geocaching friends this weekend. And yeah, I don't know what we were in a crowded restaurant. If anyone was listening to us, <laughs> I just wonder what they thought we were talking about. <laughs> and Jesse hey, also Je- has some uh, little updates for us, too. Hey, Jesse. Hey, hey, yeah, I have a. Uh several specific challenges but uh i'm doing a possible relocation later this year to a new area uh which means of course a whole new set of caches and challenges everything else i would say this is going to be by far i hadn't hadn't even looked up the stats yet but i'll call it now this is going to be my best year for challenges yet um both the ones i've already got on my list to do this year to finish off for this year new ones in the area and then uh because i'm going to be in a new area I already have a whole list of challenges I'm going to put out in that area. So that aren't currently where that is, which I'm not saying yet, but I, we'll get there. We'll get there later. But um, I, I'm, I've gotten excited again. I've been on Project GC every day for the last couple of weeks, which is not totally abnormal, but uh, <laughs> it's more than normal anyway. Um, because of a whole new area I get to play in, uh, I, I, there's so many challenges in there already, but there's a lot of, of course, you can always add more challenges to an area. Right. You can never have too many challenges in the area, oh, yeah. as long as they're unique, right? So, um, and then I just went through some old ones that uh, when I very first got into the game, I wasn't real good about logging online challenges, you know, because before I started playing with Project GC. So I've been going back through a bunch, and there's there's two or three challenges that it seems so stupid simple, and I haven't completed them. <laughs> like mm. large container size, and I hadn't even played with that because you don't look, unless you look for them, you don't find them. So I'm going to knock out a bunch of low hanging fruit and then. And then really go after the challenges this year. Awesome. Mm, that's good. Yeah, getting in a new area, like I said, it's it, uh, it's fresh territory for finding new caches and new challenges. But mm-hmm. I, I think it, it helps you be really well-rounded because every every region has kind of its own little landscape of uh, like people like certain types of caches or terrains and whatnot. So I think those challenges per region tend to be relevant to that kind of cache landscape. So if you move to another region suddenly you're working on a whole bunch of different types of challenges that may never been never have been considered in your old region so you're going to get a really nice well-rounded statistical it's like getting to start all over it's like getting Mm. to start cashing all over again so it's so it's it's exciting right i Mm. relocated once and you know it gave me a whole um structured way of approaching my new area but i think even if i did it again i would have a completely different approach to my relocation and um yeah, we just, our priorities change, our interests change all within this one game. And so it's endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think I want to relocate, but I know it would be a lot of fun <laughs> if I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you are listening or watching and you have any uh, input, any experiences, any challenge caches you wish to share, then uh, feel free, please, to email challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to highlight them uh, or chat about them and maybe inspire some people to create some challenges just like that. We'll see. Yeah. So every month, we also like to highlight the current uh, statistics, the Project GC statistics about challenge caches worldwide. They have a nice handy little box that gives a little rundown of their uh, their their back end of all the challenge cache stats. And so according to Project GC, as of this afternoon, this evening, we have 7,417 active scripts. These are the scripts that handle all of the challenge caching uh, statistical algorithms. Uh, and that's up from uh, 7,297 or up 120 from last month. We have 39,418 unique challenges. Those are uh, different parameter sets. So, for example, there might be a fizzy uh, challenge in one region and a fizzy challenge in another region. Those would be the same, could be the same parameter sets using the same script. So they're not unique challenges or unique challenge caches listings. They're just challenge ideas. And that's up 415 from last month. We have 48,516 active tags. So those are the actual challenges tagged to a specific GC code. So essentially unique listings. And that's up 572 from last month. And as I was updating this, each of those numbers is a little lower than last month. So it's, a, it's February's been a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> but There's still time. That's right. We also have one more stat, which I'm going to post to everybody and see who gets the correct answer. We also have active challenges, challenge caches worldwide. So if you're in chat, you can guess as well. But how many active challenge caches are there worldwide as of this afternoon? Are there A, 1,337, B, <laughs> 29,805, C, 76,691, or D, 32,762? <laughs> Such random numbers. I love it. <laughs> If you are listening monthly, then you might have an idea. It shouldn't be too hard. I was going to say, I participate monthly, and I guess this shows I don't absorb the numbers very well, because I don't know. <laughs> I know it's not A. I'll say that. <laughs> I wish it was C. But oh, I don't that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, 1337. If you, if you like puzzles, you might know what 1337 means. Ooh. But uh, yeah, there, so there is a language called Leet Speak basically kind of like a, a hacker language where letters and numbers are interchanged and you can kind of read what it might be in uh, in English text if you look at a, a string of these characters. But uh, 1337 is essentially L-E-E-T, which is elite or elite. It's basically like a hacker thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a well-known number. You can Google it and find out the history of 1337. <laughs> Ah. But yes, well, we've, we've got, got answers in the e chat. Leading yeah. in the chat over C. I'm going to definitely lean. I don't think either one of those is right. You're going for D. Any of them? I'm going to no, no, no. <laughs> Any of the, I, I'm going to lean towards D, but uh, I don't think B or C is right. 
<laughs> it's oh. definitely not A. There's no way it's A. No, no. That would be no. if if I woke up one morning there was only that many challenges out there, I'd be pretty sad. Something would happen. <laughs> C would be awesome, but that seems too high. Mm -hmm. And if it I have seems to, to be between up between, ones, yeah, it seems to be between B and D. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the correct answer is there are thirty-two thousand seven hundred and sixty-two active challenge caches worldwide. Awesome. So uh, Minimag said all of the above. So I guess that's right, right? <laughs> you got one in four right. 25% <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> so cool. a few news items since last month as well. The uh, We're uh, heading into the last Reach the Peak month. Uh, and that begins tomorrow, February 7th. We are now climbing Mount Everest, the Ooh. tallest mountain in the world at 8,849 meters. And this month, the top points are for Adventure Labs, uh, which are earning 975 per adventure. That's the whole set for completing an adventure, plus 125, I think it was, per location. So it's going to be a whole lot of points for Adventure Labs this month. But the most points you can earn for cash fines, cash logs, is 975, I think it is. So. I'm really excited. It's been a fun challenge. I'm not going to say I'm glad it's over, but I'm ready to get that meta souvenir for having done <laughs> them all for this many months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has everybody actually climbed all the mountains so far? Or is that, has it been tough? Yeah, I've done no. them all. Yeah. Some people yeah. have. I've definitely seen from different areas that winter has kept them down. Mm. Um hasn't for me thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> jesse you shook your head yeah i lots of life stuff has stopped me from being able to get all of the challenges we're uh in anticipation of many upcoming things i'm uh recycling my game board so i've been mm -hmm. focusing more on maintenance and uh getting everything that's going to stay permanently uh to the best shape it can be and planning a lot i have a lot of stuff planned for this year um with with caches and challenges and everything else so i'm putting all that first so it's it, i'm way behind the eight ball for caching in the last few months <laughs> but uh if everything works out it'll it'll turn out to be one of my best years so hmm. uh that's it is what it is right sometimes you have to take a step back and and do a bunch of maintenance and planning and big stuff like that so yeah it really hurts not seeing the numbers tick over on my <laughs> on my geocaching but it'll it'll pay off later so Good. it'll be a lot yeah. of fun yeah, and the time-limited souvenirs, you can't really go back to earn them later either, so it's extra painful. <laughs> no, but I'm enjoying watching it a lot. You know, I, I enjoy watching the souvenirs, and I, I'm a big fan of all the promotions they do like that. They're, they're getting way, way better over the years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Tom says, uh, don't forget your oxygen, and be sure to tip your Sherpa well. Uh, so if you are still looking at that or you're not quite sure what we're talking about, you can check out the leaderboard, which shows you your current score and all of your friends as well at geocaching.com slash play slash leaderboard. It also gives you all the points breakdowns and uh, instructions on how to play all that stuff, if you haven't already seen that. Yeah. We have another news article, uh, not really a news article, but news that was announced a few weeks ago, I believe, that HQ is now going to be releasing country souvenirs 10 at a time per month. I think the uh, the last 
batch that came out, I believe, uh, they showed that they're now just producing them uh, on a larger scale, but just the country flags for now, and then they'll update them to the custom artwork that we're, that we're used to. Yeah, people are going to be really happy about that. Every time souvenirs come out, I feel like the comments are full of, but what about this country? When are you going to do it? And I've heard them say before that they really want to focus on really good art for the country to really represent that country. So I think this is a good solution. Everyone can get the souvenirs for where they've traveled to, and then the art can come with the quality that HQ wants it to be. Yeah. I wonder how many countries still don't have a souvenir if they're doing 10 per month. 10 per month. That's that's a good question. How many months will this be? <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting on that North Korea souvenir and they just, they're dragging their feet on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was one other update to a uh, comment that we had on a prior show. I think it was a couple of months ago. We were talking about how to complete your fizzy grid. Yeah, it was December. And... Um, and I was unable to figure out how to get your fizzy grid of, a, say, a specific cash type or certain properties. And we did get feedback that reminded us um, how to use the Project GC Map Matrix tool. Um, so if you visit project-gc.com slash maps slash map matrix, there is an option to add DT type slash size. And this one allows you to choose a cache type and a size. So if you want to, say, look for your Earth Cache Fizzy Grid, then you would add that, hit Earth Cache. You have to choose a cache location, so it'll show you all of the matching geocaches within that particular location. But when you filter it, it gives you your matching DT grid. So you've got your uh, Earth Cache DT grid, and it also gives you all of the qualifiers to help fill the next loop within the location that you've chosen. So let's say I wanted to do a, uh, let's say a large cache, large size fizzy grid uh, of geocaches that are available, let's say within Ontario, because that's where I am. Hit filter and it now updates. So that would be the, my current fizzy grid of large caches. And then you get the different color codings for where there's holes and where there are qualifiers to fill those gaps. And then you can check out the map and see where they all are. So that is the solution to that. If you want to find the qualifiers to complete a specific fizzy, you can make use of that for our challenge for this year mm -hmm. <laughs> to complete a special <laughs> fizzy. Good. Uh, so had to get that in there. And we have really big news for our major event that's coming up in a few months. Let's see. <laughs> All right, and so I'm going to shine on this one. <laughs> so what, what news are we talking about? Cash Fest. This is the Cash oh, that, Fest that news. news. Big news about <laughs> Cash Fest here in Memphis where I am right now. So, yeah, we if you have not gone to um, or you have, like, stuff set up to be able to get notifications of what's going on here, <laughs> um, within this last week we have started uh, posting uh, the um, – the side events. So if you go to the easiest way to find them is just go to cashfest.com and you can see the side events. So we've got, we're good. We're working on getting two a day. And right now we got three of them up. We're waiting on some 
Uh, some final uh, things on some of the other ones that are going to be on Friday, another one on Thursday, and then, of course, Saturday is our main event, um, and then also on Sunday. Now, we are already have published two community celebration events, um, one of which is at, it's called not the main event, but <laughs> a celebration event. And that one is, is actually at a main event uh, location here. And main event is a entertainment, which it has, it has um, bowling. It has the um, virtual reality. It's got video games. It's got a lot of different stuff that's there. Um, it's food. There's a bar, there's a laser tag, a whole bunch of stuff, a lot of stuff for, for fun for the family. So that's, that is Wednesday night. That's a celebration event. Our kickoff event, which is Wednesday morning, is at a pancake shop here called Stacks. And so you can come in there, eat and hang out and then go out. And so, but the one that I, that this is actually, I think this is a really fun one, which is Thursday morning, we have the Escape and Celebrate community event. A celebration community event. Now, this one is at Memphis Escape Rooms. And if any of you follow myself or Gary on Facebook or anything like that, you saw that we were at an escape room uh, two weeks ago, last weekend. I don't remember which one. This, <laughs> everything's running together. My frozen outside and my brain froze too with it. But the the event is at the escape room and it is smack dab downtown um, here in Memphis. Um, you are right across the street from the arcade which is one of Elvis's favorite places to eat. It is also right there with um, really close to the Civil Rights Museum. And there's a lot of adventure labs and everything there. Now, the biggest thing about this one is you need to go in. Well, of course, log your will attends on all these. But on the Escape and Celebrate event, we um, have spots for only 150 people to actually participate in the, the Escape Challenge part of it. So... Click on the link in on the cash page itself and go and fill out the form. It's first come, first serve. And if you want to participate with a group, make sure that your group is there all at that time so that we can get everybody through. Our goal is it's going to be a three-hour event, and our goal is to get 150, 150 people through to be able to do these uh, escape challenges. The escape challenges are only 10 minutes each, so um, but it's you'll get to do one if you sign up. But that is something that's really unique. It, of course, even if you're not going to participate in the escape challenge, of course, you can come and, and have fun and get get your the event there. So more um, events coming hopefully later this week um, for Thursday night, Friday morning, and Friday evening. And then we're also waiting on our CETO, uh, the location where that's going to be on Sunday. And, of course, our main event is on Saturday at Shelby Farms. And there's actually going to be two. We are we got a concert that night, and we're waiting on a couple things how to get that set up as well. But those are the events that were side events that we got set up for Cash Fest right now. So make sure you go into thecashfest.com and log your will attends. That's the easiest way. GC numbers, I could give them to you, but just click on those links. It's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, so go to cashfest.com and when you scrolled down, I saw the purple boxes. Those are your links to the right. You see yeah. um the events, the official events. Right. Those are the official events on there. So yep. all right. I'm gonna let y'all have it. Thanks, Derek. Yep. I'm excited nice. for Memphis. It's gonna gonna be one heck of a week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, do you get to come down? Uh it's a matter of border crossing. If we can make it over the border, then 
definitely in. You're there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that's it's a big mess right now with everything that's going on. So, uh, yeah, we'll find out how things work out by July. All right. July. We'll cross our fingers for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's move into our topic for tonight. We're just doing a community roundtable, chatting with uh, Terraviators. I think I got that right this time. <laughs> and Zipper Tiff. Uh, welcome to the table. <laughs> and uh, we have our chatters as well, so everybody can participate. Right. How, how is your challenge caching look in your area, and what are your challenge goals? Yeah, so um, Tiffany, I know you send in a lot of challenges to us. So are you traveling a lot to get to these challenges or do you live in a challenge rich area? And I live uh, east of the Houston area, um, but I am, anytime I'm traveling, I am signing challenge logs. So I keep a pretty long list of challenge logs, just a list of ones that I've signed. Um, that I'll peruse and see if I qualify for. Uh, but yeah, I, I love them. I love them. Yeah. And uh, there's ones that I've signed and that I have to work years on. Mm -hmm. uh, just like Tara Viators said earlier, there some of them just, you just keep plugging at. You just keep mm -hmm. plugging away and uh, eventually you qualify. And those, those are very satisfying. Yeah. I even yeah. like it's the great... ones that don't, I even like the ones that don't have checkers where some of the older ones where you've got to do the research and make the bookmark list. I know. Sometimes mm -hmm. I like want to poke my eyes out while I'm doing it, but also mm -hmm. I like it. I don't know. What is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. They're harder to get your qualifications together for, but they, I don't know. They're just something about them that's a little more satisfying mm -hmm. than yeah. just pushing the checker and yay. You know, right. But yeah. You have to work at it. Uh, another one that I sent in just for this, past i just finished the louisiana uh parishes challenge for all the okay. parishes and once i did that i had enough to qualify for which i had to figure out on my own was uh, find t 10 sets of matching counties or cities in other states does that make sense like matching names matching mm -hmm. like a, a cache in uh, Jefferson County, which is where mm -hmm. I live here in Texas, and Jefferson Parish. You could use a parish as well. And I was able to just use Texas and Louisiana, but I had to get several more parishes in Louisiana to qualify for, but that was just flat out doing the work of figuring yeah. out. Fun. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. New cities, but counties were much easier. So, <laughs> So, I, own a, uh, I own a challenge that requires that. Well, it might have been. Do you? It <laughs> yes. Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Sure could have been. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it took. That's old school, old style, no checker. Um, but once it's done, once you have the qualifications down, man, it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially that there's nothing like that feeling of knowing that you signed this challenge cash 10 years ago and now you finally qualify yeah. and you can log it found. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. I uh, actually signed one of those years ago, way before I really knew what I was doing and I didn't really log it anywhere. And I was just working on it for a long time and now I don't know where it was. Oh, <laughs> it, this was only find. It wasn't as hard as that. It was just find a cache in three cities with the same name. So, I, and I know I've done it right I've done it a couple times now, but I have no idea where it was. And it was so early on. I, 
I'm hoping to come across it again sometime. I'm already <laughs> qualified now, so well, I'll find it if you've if you've posted a note for it, then use that uh, stats I tool. Yeah. Oh. I did not post a note for it. I know I signed the physical challenge, but I don't even know if it exists anymore. And I, I'm sure I could find it somehow, but I'm just like, that's on me. I did that. That was dumb. That's your new mm. challenge is to find the challenge. Right. challenge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be yeah. able to use the map as a premium member and see if you know if you know the location of where the challenge was generally. You might be able to scroll and find it. Qualified. I know it was not in my state. I was in another state, but I don't. When we travel, That's we sign. I signed every challenge I come near. So, I mean, it could be anywhere. Right. <laughs> and it might not even be like, you have to, I might even have to search like archive challenges now. I have no idea how to go and find it, but. Yeah. There's got to be one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, William, what about somewhere. you in your area? Do you Are you challenge rich or are you traveling for your challenges? Okay. Well, it is challenge rich in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And there's a couple of large geo arts that are just challenges. Oh, cool. So uh, yes. some of them I'll probably never qualify for. Um, for example, like 365 consecutive days. I'm just not wired that way. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I tease my friends. I tell them if you... If you hide a power trail in front of my house that goes down the street, I could maybe do something like that. But but <laughs> so but I, I do focus on that when traveling. That's how I do a lot of the challenge caches that I find now. And uh, it can be tough, you know, because you have to drive by a lot of them or you'll never get to where your 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 destination. Right? Yeah. But once I'm there, I, I try to focus on that and it can still be kind of tough. Be, you know, I do take specifically a geocaching road trip here and there, but, you know, most of the time, you know, when, when we're out caching, when we're, when we're traveling anyway, you know, we're trying to, you know, do the other sites that are around town and things that we wanted to see, you know, bucket list items. So try to combine it as best you can, but yeah, mostly, mostly traveling. Yeah. Yep. Well, we have a question that we can pose to everybody as Part of our, just a little bit of a trivia. Let's <laughs> see what kind of knowledge we each have. And uh, if you're in chat, you can participate as well. So just like that question right at the beginning about uh, the number of challenge caches, here's a question. Let's see how much we know. What's the difference? What, what's the definition of a challenge centroid or a cache centroid? Is it A, a robot geocacher? <laughs> or is it like an Android? <laughs> or B, average GPS location of cache waypoints? Is it C, the center of balance of a cache container? Balance it on your finger. Uh, or D, a center point of extreme boundaries of waypoints? I really hope it's A. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be a good mascot, Centroid. Yeah. Centroid? Ah, cache hey, centroid. You're, you're stepping into signal territory. You better be careful there. Signal's the only mascot. We can't mention any other mascots. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's just Everybody's one of those terms. B. Yeah, a couple of Bs. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> and we have uh, yet another uh, mini mag says all, all of, of the above. above. Is that going to be your answer tonight? <laughs> <laughs> it works when it works. <laughs> yeah, this is another one of those terms that uh, you can find in your statistics. And a lot of people mm -hmm. probably don't know what it's about. Because um, there is a, a challenge that... Uh, I had to remember on a road trip to a cache centroid challenge and um, I could only qualify by finding a cache. You qualify for the challenge by finding the cache that's currently closest to your centroid. So 
you kind of have to make a road trip quickly because depending on how many fines you have, that could move around very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, so on that road trip, you've got to like, okay, there's my centroid. I can't find any caches along the way because then it'll move. <laughs> or you could just find a whole bunch in the area. But as soon as you qualify, find that cache closest to that GPS location, then you can qualify for the and challenge. And you may resume. Interesting. So D. Yeah, that's what I would guess. For. <laughs> <laughs> it's this a good mix, I think, between B and D. <laughs> uh, the answer is indeed B, B. the average location oh. of the cash waypoints. So it's like a my a brain goes to like how you're averaging when you hide a new cache to get the best coordinates. That's where my brain goes with B. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it it adjusts every time you find a cache. If you have very few caches, it'll move a lot because there's a lot more effect of each find, each location. But if you have a whole, like, tens of thousands of finds and you find one cache, it may move, like, a few meters or something like that. So if I go on so, vacation, it's really going to move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Go, to go around the world and, you're like, yeah. the next city over. <laughs> but uh, it's I a fun to one to watch. This, and I tried it's... to get the centroid to land on one of my friend's houses once, <laughs> but that, that proved to be very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See if you can control where it goes. That Oh, yeah. that would be tough. Huh. Well, that was a fun one. Ooh, that's um, <laughs> yeah. That was so a vocabulary that... rich question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if I can pull it up. I think it's the Project GC stats is the one that shows it. Uh, I don't think the official, I don't think I the don't profile think so. stats yeah. does. Um, so scrolling down, you can find it. Isn't there something similar to that, Jeff, on the the geocaching.com one, the cache closest to your house, but it hides it? Yeah. It hides the actual location yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, you can, in that cache centroid section, it'll give you the coordinates, and then uh, you can plot that on the map and then see what cache is closest to it. So that's where you'd find that. Can't cool. make a challenge based on that anymore, I believe, but uh, there are old ones that can be useful. Since you have yours pulled up, how far is your cache centroid from your home? Doesn't it say it on there? It does. It does. And I think that's only visible if you are the user who's looking at the stats, because that could be technically a privacy concern. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, your your public profile doesn't show too much information. Yeah, I mean, that makes that sense, I... right? Because mm. ultimately, yeah, you've got a center point and a distance. <laughs> Make a circle, then you know that somebody's home location, whatever they decided to make as their home location is uh, on that circle. <laughs> We're all so paranoid now. <laughs> Just Google yeah. somebody. You can find out where they live. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. We have, uh, I think this one was sent in, it was added by uh, Emily. You want to read that mm -hmm. one? Yes. So as of tonight, which cacher has the most challenge cache finds in the world? Rock Chalk, who we just had on last month. TTO2, the GBs, one of our listeners who contributes a lot. And or Captain Math. So See, one of these one. people is number one as of about two hours ago. Challenge you have the, who has the coolest name. <laughs> actually i won't say that because i know more than one person on there so. <laughs> <laughs> who 
who lives by a lot of power trails of challenge caches? That, can, <laughs> that could be a big difference too. True, true. But we know Rock Chalk, like I said, he's been everywhere I've been. I guarantee you his name is on every log I sign. <laughs> I heard he does work for a company that has something to do with geocaching. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I have a feeling it's either A or B. A so or I'm, B, I'm Rock to... Chalk or TTO2. Yeah. yeah. My guess would be one of those two as well. I'll hold my guess for a minute, though. All right. Are you going to do some research? <laughs> no, I mean, you can see me. <laughs> um, hmm. I like what about name, you guys? I'm, I'm voting D, Captain Math, just because it's a cool name. <laughs> I'm not alone then. I thought Captain Math was an awesome name, too. <laughs> I think it could be B. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I was originally thinking Captain Math just because we don't we haven't really looked at that stat yet. Who has the most challenge caches and right? And, and the, so we haven't really talked about Captain Math. So I feel like it might be Captain Math, but I know TTO two has done a lot of challenge related stuff. And then uh, it's a tough one. I'd lay money on TTO two just from his caching style. Hmm. I don't even know who he is. Shame, shame, because he has been interviewed by other podcasts before, but I won't even get into that right now. <laughs> Apparently, D, Emily we'll, has information retention issues. <laughs> We've proved that several times tonight. <laughs> hey, we all do. I'm going to go with B as well. I'm Look, here's, here's a good one. This is a good way to guess. <laughs> Which one is German? Is German? <laughs> if it's well, anything it about is, quantity, it's German. It is B T T O two. Oh, there you go. Sweet. So, how do you find that stat? Is that is that available so, on Project GC? Yeah, I was on Project GC trying to come up with some questions for tonight, and under the statistics tab, you have um, find stats. So, there's a ton of different stats you can um, look at okay. for streaks caches in a day regions all kinds of stuff and never and pull that up right before you have to be anywhere in the next three hours because you're going to be stuck yeah so one of the ones i found i um, was able to make it the whole world and then another one i had to confine it to a region so i think they differ a little bit in that way but for this stat i was able to search for the whole world uh. So which one would it be for top challenge cash finders? Uh, top find, uh, top, top found challenges. Top found challenges. Okay, so I am on that one because it's it it asks for profile only people from. Okay, so I guess that it would be worldwide. Yeah, I didn't fill in any filter and oh, just hit. Right, profile name. If you add a profile name or yourself, then it'll highlight that user. That's yeah. what that's for. Oh, cool. So this is a worldwide search for all of the challenge cashers. Yeah, I did not. It'll probably it take a little bit of time. Yeah, it took this one took just a little. Oh, oh. There we go. There oh, you yeah. go. TTO two, six thousand three hundred and thirty challenge cash finds. That's insane. Yeah, if we yeah. said it long enough, it'd probably just go up some. He's out there cashing right now. It's just right. Up. Yeah, and so you can see Rock Talk is number four. Captain Math is number ten, and GBs is what is it? Fifteen. 15 yeah yeah wow. wow so oh okay i was looking for some locals because we have so many challenges we've got uh Car carney gruel is here and 
Desafio is here as well. Flash Jr. Yeah, we've got a few Ontarians on this top list <laughs> of top 30. Cool. So that's something to look at. <laughs> Another statistic that's available. Man. Man, Project GC has so much. <laughs> um, Tiffany, Zipper Tiff, you got some questions. Do you have one for us? Oh, let me get my old school paper out. <laughs> uh, well, this is just general geocaching. It's not related to... Um, oh, that's fine. It's not related to challenges. So let's see. Uh, I wrote down um, in what U.S. state was the first event cash held? Ooh. A, Kansas, B, Ohio, C, Texas, D, California. I might C be getting my memories mixed up. I'm thinking Texas. In what U.S. state was the first event cash held? Texas. I know there was going stats about like the first mega and the first giga and all that as well. So I, th I think it's just, Texas. Just you got to go with Texas. Kansas, Ohio, Texas, and California. Since I'm from Texas. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, everybody else is saying Texas is a uh, Germany. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> Germany is in the no, chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Answer. Correct answer is Texas. Yeah. So I don't have the actual date, but if I don't have the date for you. I looked that up once upon a time, but. I bet you somebody in the chat room, <clears throat> Tom, can tell you exactly when that date was. He was at the anniversary of that event. Yeah, I bet so. That's right. Yeah. All right, Tom, what year was that then? Was it 2001? We all no. wait for Tom. <laughs> yeah, I know the year. Yeah. When when was the event cash type created? That's another interesting question. I feel like I know all this. It's in the garage. I can't go get it while we're live. <laughs> <laughs> I made a timeline once. Yeah, and, uh, probably that's a little bit before. Yeah, it was many many. Yeah, years Tom ago. says two thousand one, just outside of Austin. Yeah. Man, so much has changed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. We have, let's go with, yeah, okay. How about this question? I think this one is from Teraviators. As of tonight, what is the highest DT loop filled? Is it A, 452, B, 304, C, 298, or D, 379? <laughs> Those... They're, those could all be possible. Oh, That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, those are close. I feel like I've heard somewhere who this person was that was leading that. Like somebody had mentioned it at one point, but of course that could have changed since then too. But that's an insane amount of loops. All of those are insane. Well, that was my question, so I can't guess. Oh, okay, that no. was Emily's question. <laughs> I'll swing for the fences and say A because I have no clue. Boy, that seems high. A seems high. Yeah. 304. They're all high. That's all. <laughs> I know people that have cashed for a year haven't even got that many single caches. Wow, Lowest number, C. Tiffany's going with C. I, when unsure in multiple choice, it's almost always safer, I think, to go with the middle ground. <laughs> I'm going all of the above. 
I'm, oh, the above. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's like the highest, the then right. they're all Yeah. <laughs> I hear the looper enthusiasts often say that I think it's the maybe the two difficulty four and a half terrain is the one that they have the hardest time finding. And I'm trying to think if there's 452 of those out there, shouldn't be that oh, hard to find. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. But if that's worldwide, that would mean that they would have had to travel. Yeah. yeah. Travel worldwide to get them all. I'm thinking 304. Yeah. All right. You ready? It is D three hundred and seventy nine, and Project GC gets really accurate. So it's actually like three hundred and seventy nine point nine eight. So basically, he's almost to three eighty. And our um, in the chat, Merlin thirteen ninety two got it right. That is also TTO two. That makes sense. Hmm. Nice. How do you get a decimal for a fizzy loop, though? Um, it's about how many you have towards the next 81. Oh, okay. So the decimal. Yeah. Yeah. Decimal is just more like a. Okay. All right. I see what you mean. Yeah. So you have completed 379, but it's kind of like a percentage of. Yeah. Yeah. Like a percentage of the rest of the 81 for the next one. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm at two. And that was what are your fizzy loops at right now, everybody? <laughs> Do you know what your fizzy loops are at? Uh, I think I'm only at two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking fewer than 10, probably for me. I have 10. I have 10. Awesome. That's still good. That's a nice round number to have a challenge for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've just crossed <laughs> 40 and... <laughs> you uh, we have 40. a challenge cache right. here for fi 50 fizzies. So that's the next one on the list to work to. But again, we have rivers. And so all those four and a half to five terrains are covered by these river power trails and lakes and paddle caches and all that. So around here, most kayak caches, paddle caches get a five just automatically. People mm. make it a five. So um, I know that I finished my fizzy grid the first time on a four and a half terrain in a kayak. So I don't know what made that local. And it was local. It was one of our groups. I don't know what made him pick four and a half, but it helped me out. So, mm. yeah, where did, where is that line? Yeah. And, and there's been talk about that as well, because, yeah, in the winter, if you can walk to the cache, maybe for more northern climates, but uh, if you can walk to the cache on ice or down the river or wade or whatever, then uh, a lot of our owners tend not to give it that five with a special mm. tool required because it's almost like an easy, easy five, easy special tool. <laughs> right. And we're never going to freeze over here. So that's yeah. not in our thought process at all. Especially if you're down south and you got alligators. And <laughs> <laughs> Special equipment, kayak plus self-defense exactly mechanism. Right. <laughs> First aid kit, gun, yeah. <laughs> I think it was a four and a half that I needed, like a two, four and a half, that I needed to complete another fizzy loop. And it was, um, like you said, that's a hard combination to get. And it was on the water, but it was right at the edge. And they said, you can get to it by land. You know, kind of bushwhack through, and I went that route. <laughs> uh, and it was actually uh, up around Seattle where I was able to get. Oh that wow! Mm. Um, nice. So, yeah, yeah it'd be so nice if uh, the fact that I didn't have to paddle to it, but I could still get <laughs> it, right, <laughs> leading out over the water. That'd be good. 
Yeah, if if Project GC actually had a tool to give a universal all of all active caches, what's the DT grid so you could actually see what uh what the oh, most DTs I would like are, that. Yeah. DTs. How does but the I think world that would be right? Yeah, super intense on the back end for the database. Yeah. <laughs> millions of parsing millions of caches into one grid. Yeah. It seems like that'd be possible though. It should be. Yeah, even if it's just deferred. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the the IT is coming out. Um, okay, here's another question: Which active geocache listing has the most favorite points in the world? Mm. People might remember this one. Guys, Dehagen. I think it's is it Deshagen or Dehagen? I'm not sure. In Germany, or is it B geocaching HQ in the USA? Is it C Lego Einarist Zuvio? <laughs> in Germany, is it D Mingo in the USA or is it E Digunis in Germany? <laughs> Digunis, Digun. I think it's D. Digunis in Germany. It's the Goonies. The Goonies, right? <laughs> I'm going with A. Yep. Geistagen. I'm guessing A as well. Yeah. It's it's got to be one in Germany. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> The Lego got archived. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the word Goonies in relation to it. <laughs> what became number two. So that's why I'm going with A. C. Oh, there's a bunch saying C, the Lego. In, in the Lego one archived? The question mm -hmm. does say which active geocache. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, chatting on um, uh, Clubhouse in the German geocaching <laughs> group. And they were talking about uh, some of these geocaches as well. Um, and we, we talked about favorite points and how um, everything is so much higher in Germany just because their community is so much more active. And there's so many people finding so many caches and dropping so many favorite points that pretty much anything quantity-wise is going to be through the roof in Germany yeah. compared to anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And uh, so if you're looking for quality caches, the other option to kind of even it out is that percentage ratio of favorite points to fines because then at least then you uh bring up some of the less active areas that could still have high quality based on favorite points even though they're not found as much well so. if you look at this stack and assuming the answer is not mingo which i don't believe it is and you have a couple of germany ones in there and how many caches in germany have more favorite points than literally the oldest active cache in the world that tells you a little difference in how the, the favorite points are stacked up around the world, right? Yeah. Literally the oldest yeah. one in the world. And uh, it's beat out by several caches in Germany. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. But <laughs> one out there. People come around from all around the world to find the oldest cache in the world. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the answer is indeed in Germany. And it would be neat if it was the Goonies. But it's not the Goonies. <laughs> it's Geistagen. Ghost of, uh, oh, what was Hagen? Uh, ice cream? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't mean eat the good ice cream? Yeah, that's what I thought. I know Hagen does. I voted for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, what was it? I think it was, uh, what was, oh, uh, let's see if I've got it. Guys, the Hagen. Yeah, I remember chatter is... about it when the Lego got archived. But again, yeah. Emily doesn't remember things. <laughs> <laughs> it was who remembers. Uh, 9,137 9, favorite points. 
out of 15,000 finds. <laughs> and how many favorite points does HQ have? Oh, yeah. Sixes, aren't they? Sixes or sevens? Oh, wow. Um, Six or seven thousand. Huh? That one, yeah, because they have. I don't think they've got fifteen thousand. They have uh, fewer fines, but four th almost five thousand favorite oh. points of seventeen thousand fines. So they have more fines, but fewer favorite points. <gasps> there's there's also this mentality in Germany. I, I remember hearing somebody say that in Germany they're a lot more likely to drop favorite points. Uh, than in other areas. Hmm. Um, so there, there's a higher ratio for most caches in Germany of favorite points to fines. So, yeah, another fun little stat. Cool. Um, let's see, what else can we put on? Okay, let's go with this question. This one, I think, was to Aviators. Yes. All right. Go for it. You want to read it? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. What is the percentage <laughs> of challenge checker coverage at PGC? A, 9%, B, 51%, C, 89%, or D, 99%? Challenge so checker yeah. coverage. Yeah. Could you explain what you mean by challenge checker coverage? This would be the percentage of challenges that someone on PGC has created for all existing okay challenges Ooh, that's got to be a lot because they are project gc okay. yes okay that's got to be a lot because those the people the group that does those are awesome yeah huh. i i see i yeah i don't think it's d uh because there's tons of challenge caches without checkers i'm thinking C. I think. yeah I'm yeah thinking I'm, C. I'm i'm, I'm uh, i think b is too low yeah because if, if it was more like 70 89 that might have been tough but i think i'm gonna go with c as well it's like a lot of people in the chat room are going with c oh we got a couple b's though yeah, yeah. is it is it because is it possible they could almost be at 100 percent well, there's pre-moratorium challenges, right? And I think they're classified as challenge caches now on PGC. Yeah. But there are people that do create checkers for those pre-moratoriums, yeah. mm -hmm. and they're not added yeah. to the description. There's a lot of those, like, cat names and weird old challenges <laughs> that are out there, too, and <laughs> FTFs and DNFs and all those weird challenges that people had not gotten rid of yet. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I miss those. But all it takes yeah, all it takes is one person to be like, there needs to be a challenge checker for this to go to the forum and ask for it, and then they'll create one for it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm thinking C as well, 89%, but that's me. Yeah. B well, the, uh, the, this number does increase. It seems to increase every time I look at it, but currently <laughs> right now it is C. It's actually 88.74%. Wow. What? It's growing. That's cool. That yeah. does mean that so many people are getting them built where they can for yeah, the old yeah. ones. Almost, almost Find those outliers. Days. Find those challenge caches with no checkers. <laughs> but, you know, every Sh new challenge that comes out raises that number, too, because the percentage right. goes up. So. Right. That, too. Yeah. yeah. And if people are archiving the old 
challenges mm-hmm. that don't fit the don't fit the guidelines. Yeah, don't do that. Keep those around forever. Never archive <laughs> the old challenges. <laughs> Here are some virtuals. We don't care about those. Don't archive the old challenges. <laughs> okay, let's get through a couple more. Let's go with another one. What as of tonight, which area in North America has the most favorite points in total? Interesting. Okay, so it is it is it California? Is it Ontario? B is it Quebec, C, or Washington, D. Most favorite points. So that's over all caches in those regions. What's in those regions. Mm-hmm. And that's, Washington, that's my question. That's Washington State. Washington State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just, on, mm. just on number of caches alone. I'm going California. I'm almost leaning toward California. Yeah, me too. And this yeah, is one of those stats that I had to choose a filter. And so I was able to make it as big as North America. Um, but yeah. I couldn't make it the world. Yeah. I think there's still Germany. Germany. <laughs> Forget All North America. It's Germany. <laughs> Germany even Maybe wins in North America. That's terrible. Somewhere <laughs> around 30,000 geocaches just in San Diego County. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think... It also depends on whether it's for whether the, like a, the region has a whole lot of people who create very cool caches like containers, gadget caches and stuff that people love, or whether it's like a lot of nature and amazing locations and, and beauty that people just drop favorites for the experience. And you got to know and, Washington uh, State's pretty stacked. There's a few you know things there, right? Yeah, but California's huge. So's Quebec. Yeah. And I don't uh, agree, but nobody has mentioned (laughs) Quebec or Ontario yet. So I don't think they're in the running for this one. Um, See, Ontario has loads of caches, but I think there's a lot of people that do a lot of finds that don't add favorite points. So uh, I'm going to go with California. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's lots of travel destinations in California also. Yeah. That's what it's I think California. The, this A, B, C, D is in the order. It's there. That's the one, two, three, four order. Oh, look at that. Oh, really? Yes. Very interesting. Intriguing. Yep. <laughs> Ontario's doing well. Yay. So California probably is its, its size that's helping yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we don't really hear much about Quebec at all. But they do have a lot of caches there. Huh. Neat. Uh, okay, here's another. Here's another. This is a good one, I think. Uh, I think this is Emily. I think maybe. No. Nope. That'd be. I sent, I sent this one in, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, D for sure. D. <laughs> What's right, the most? We gotta, we gotta read it for our, oh, yeah. for our audio yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah. Oops. No. Go for okay. it. Read it away. Sure. Most common challenge cache. A, the Jasmine, B, 10 webcams, C, the Fizzy, or D, the number of home runs hit by Babe Ruth on any given Tuesday. <laughs> I'm really leaning towards D on this one. I mean, yeah. I, 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 just wish, I just wish there was a challenge like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, because the webcam thing was that, that's kind of, it's, it's getting harder and harder because they're getting archived mm-hmm. and they're fairly rare. But it's very specific. But fizzy is extremely common. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say fizzy because I try to find Jasmine ones and I don't encounter them. 
And while I think there's probably a fizzy and a jasmer in every state, I know a lot more people that are qualified for fizzies than jasmers. And you can do fizzy a lot more than you can do jasmer. So that seems to think, you know, that maybe there's some more challenges for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my fizzy's guess. more fizzy. accessible. Yeah, because it's just DTs that could be placed anywhere, whereas Jasmers, they they kind of slowly disappear as they're archived as Extremely well. Extremely limited. Yeah. But because they're harder, there could be more challenges to do the Jasmer. And this is any, any fizzy, right? Loops for fizzy. So many different options yeah. for fizzy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. One, two, right. three, four, five loops, you know. Type uh, loops. Yeah. Right. I think I yeah. would, that would be my guess. See. So Chat this one seems might to be, be favoring the C as well, yeah. favoring fizzy. This, this one might be a little vague. I, I tend to agree with you all that it's fizzy, but whenever we just Googled this, we came up with an article that said Jasmine is the most popular challenge cache. Hmm. So really? It's the most popular as far as um, that people ser search for them. Maybe. Hmm. Does popular hmm. mean most common? Right. Yeah. I think, still think fizzy would be common. I think so. Yeah. There's a couple ways it could be interpreted. Yeah. How many, how many challenge caches exist of that or how many are, uh, or, or which ones found the most or that sort of thing. Search sought for the most. And, and I know there are partial Jasmine challenges too. So yeah. there's like yeah. mini Jasmers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. We've got those like, yeah, just getting every month in a certain year. Well, it's you know, like and it, it would not be a fun episode if there wasn't some controversy on one of the questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually D. Thank you. So it's D. <laughs> Do you all have a complete Jasper? I'm missing two months. I'm missing yeah. December and January of 21 and 22. But other than that, yes, I do. I'm very close I to need, the double. I need one more for a double. Nice. Mm, so close. I've got a double and I'm two or three away from triple i want to get the four i want to get four but you gotta travel big yeah. travel yeah. for that That's i think i'm travel. about four away from double but it's not an easy four or else I would and just it. to recap <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know what the jasmer is hopefully everybody does but there might be a new listener the jasmer is finding a geocache that's placed in every month since geocaching began in may 2000. so where so it's really about Jasmer. those old ones. Yeah. Finding those the, rare old ones. Yeah, and they don't get replaced. So as they get archived, it gets fewer and fewer qualifiers to qualify for it, which is why four is as high as you can go now because there's only one four that exists active. And it was either August or September of 2000, I believe. It's and August. It's in August. I think it's August. August. That's that rare. And was it Finland? I keep thinking Finland. Is it Sweden? Finland? Or Sweden, maybe that's and it's it. Stockholm. Yeah, and it's not a hard one to find. It's just yeah, gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think in North America alone, you can get a double fizzy, and no, you can get a triple fizzy in North America alone. Mm -hmm. So you just gotta really travel. A lot of those old months have two or three qualifiers, and that's it. So something to chat, watch for when you're traveling. Yeah, the chat say in Sweden. August and need to go to Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm close a... to both two and three loops, but you got to do some serious traveling for it, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Mm, mm. Four is just a pipe dream. 
but who knows? <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. Get to one of the uh, Omega or a Giga over in Sweden and. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> no problem. Put it in this weekend. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got one more. Let's check this one out. It is. HQ's most, so this had to be shrunk because there's only a certain number of characters. Um, Geocaching HQ's most recent clarification regarding unpublishable challenges includes the number of A, geocaches about cheese, <laughs> B, sorry, <laughs> wow. wow, I think we've all done that. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Sure. I bet Derek can capture that and put that in a loop. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> He's clapping in the background, you guys. <laughs> it's coming. I think it's coming. Uh, or is it B, contiguous U.S. counties? Or is it C, continuous days with a find? Or is it D, geocaches found during the Olympics? <laughs> Oh man! See, yeah. Continuous I'm, days. I'm going with C. I've heard nothing. Because that's a streak, right? I, I, it is. And you can do up to an odd one, one too. Three sixty-five. So how would they have limited it again? So contiguous U.S. counties. That's going to make people mad. Yeah, contig contiguous U.S. counties. That's. Uh, but I feel like that's something. If that, I was going to guess, I don't have an answer to this. I don't know this answer. But if they changed something recently, it makes sense they would have changed the 365 to 366. Oh. Because leap year. Well, the, the question is unpublishable challenges. Oh, 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 okay. I, I don't want to think that it's B. Because I like that challenge, and that's regions. That's existing regions. Most recent, yeah. Well, they changed. It. I feel like it's it forever on C. I feel like that's something they would do because, I mean, I don't know how many U.S. counties there are, but it's a lot, and so you could have some really high numbers that are unattainable. But, but you don't. They you did don't qualify for the counties yeah. one either. Once you got a county qualified, then it's always qualified. But the days they did limit on the on the rules that didn't mm -hmm. used to be a limit. You used to be able to do seven hundred day streaks, and you definitely can't do that anymore. No, it's down to three sixty five. Right. It says but most that wasn't recent, recent though. It could have been a while back yeah. when they did that. I remember when they cut that off and stopped it at three sixty five. Yeah. Maybe that's the most recent. Well, this is Terry Viator's question, so maybe you can uh, help us out. A yeah. Bit. So this was from July last year, and it's B. Contiguous U.S. counties. Um, really? There was a checker that was developed for it, but it was using the U.S. Census Bureau's contiguous county adjacency file. And so they uh, HQ said no, because that would require a, a second exception and it would not be data that could be found off of Project G, I mean, off of uh, geocaching.com. Interesting. So yeah. is there and there were quite a few, there were quite a few, uh, appeals and i even think the, i even think the reviewer community uh, had concerns about that as, as well so so does that mean there are no you cannot publish a contiguous county at all no matter the size i believe that's correct oh okay i was thinking differently i thought they were saying that they changed the number that you could like they low that makes sense 
Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Because you but, can't find that information off of Groundspeak's website. Because you, you okay. can still publish challenges that are specific to counties. As far but as not I know. contiguous what? counties, connected counties. Well, yeah. Right. Well, I have a couple of challenges that do that, like um, within this set of counties within Ontario. So like complete a fizzy using these specific counties yeah, but, and their yeah. neighboring. Yeah. Oh, it'd be an Are interesting there one grandfather to... challenges that still do that? I mean, I've found some. Seems like yeah, I there's the east to west that. coast challenges like that. So you have to do right. contiguous all the way from yeah. east coast to west coast right. or the other way. Those still exist, but you couldn't publish it now, right? That would That's be the, yeah. the difference. Okay. okay. I think uh, there's a few of those in Michigan that may still be active. Right. Good yeah. question. That's a yeah. good one. It's a thinker. <laughs> Thank goodness for grandfather. Thank goodness right? for grandfather. Let's just keep some of those old ones. That's <laughs> Thank right. You, grandfather. <laughs> Adopt them. So what about, so Owen asked, uh, what about complete contiguous states? I don't know about that one because that state could be rules. found on geocaching.com, right? Well, I don't, I guess it doesn't list contiguous, but it does show a map of the states. Yeah. And remember, this, the cache listings are stored by uh, saying what state they're in, not by, not necessarily by the GPS coordinates. Mm. So that's, that, mm. that is something specific to cache listings. So that could still be done, I think. Mm. Hmm. What if we just said 48 contiguous states? <laughs> this is all of them. <laughs> yeah. You you can Completely easily see that in the in the GC stats, right? But you yeah. Can, but you yeah. Can yeah. 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 <laughs> well, okay, we got we got to move on. We're over an hour now. So, if well, that was you are fun. Yeah, this is great questions. Great little trivia. Uh if you are uh listening or watching then as always, you can send us questions, even little trivia questions like that, and we can make use of them in the show. Mm -hmm. Email us at challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as usual, we would love to hear from you, uh, what your uh, progress is on challenges and any comments or ideas or topics you want to chat about. Send them right over. <laughs> but I think now it is just about time for Wheel of Challenges. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's get this wheel loaded. It uh, takes a little bit of time to load. <laughs> okay. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> My computer is low. I need a better computer. There we go. Okay, so... Uh, one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize, which is a one-year membership to Project GC. To enter, make sure that you send an email to or with a subject containing spin me to... Uh, G okay, <laughs> okay my start over. <laughs> <laughs> to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure in that subject line you have spin me with your geocaching username in brackets and include the answer to the following question. That question is, how many country souvenirs will Geocaching HQ be releasing each month this year? If you are the first person to answer correctly, then you'll get the, uh, the wheel with your profile. 
And the answer, yes, is checked live. So if you don't want your profile <laughs> visible, then. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we did talk about this. Yep. If you got a good memory. But we have good, we have good listeners. There's always listeners who are right on it with their answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that bracket is important because uh, we have had times when, uh, uh, <laughs> well, I've had times when I misread a username and, wait, that user doesn't exist. Oh, no. But then they do because I mistyped it. So the bracket helps us <laughs> to make sure that it's correct. <laughs> oh, right. we have a few entrants, quite a few coming in. <laughs> the first one <laughs> is our very own Tiffany. All right, tip. you're playing live, live, really live. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> the correct answer is yes, indeed, 10. Shouldn't have been a hard one. But if we, oh, I guess I got to get the sound in there. I accidentally clicked the wheel. <gasps> okay, we have GC5CRR1. It is the bachelor's degree in geocaching, a four-star difficulty out of five. I wonder if anybody bachelor's remembers what this degree. one is. Probably would not degree. be allowed nowadays, but it's a cool one. Yeah, I feel like this might have like a lot of different combo requirements, but I don't know, kind of like right. areas of study. I'll just I'll disable my extensions because that can add some weird stuff that. If you're watching and you aren't sure, you might wonder what's going on. So this is uh, posted by Full Boater Jaff <laughs> in Ohio in the U.S. I have actually found it. Oh, I, I found several of his for the mm. Giga oh. event. Went and did some caching. Hmm. I wonder yeah, if you found four, this one. Four difficulty, uh, oh, four terrain. No. Oh, thank you. Uh, placed in 2014. University of Geocaching, congratulations on your admission to the University of Geocaching. You're going to be earning your bachelor's degree in geocaching. The challenge here, uh, looking through, in order to, to earn your bachelor's degree, you must earn at least 50 credits. When you have completed at least 50 credits, you may attend graduation. Sign the log and claim your find. So you need to look through the qualifications, the point, the credit distribution, and <laughs> basically complete as much as many of these options as you can. So this is uh, one that would not be allowed now no. because it's like a whole <laughs> list of But a there is a checker for it. There is a checker. Somebody created a checker. Uh, so, for example, you've got different levels of uh, classes, I guess you could say. Uh, so, for example, Geography 1B for five credits, find a geocache in at least two countries. For ge Geography 2B, five credits, find the cache in at least five U.S. states, etc., etc. Easier ones have fewer credits, so if you want to get there faster, do the harder ones. But you've got to basically put all these credits on your diploma to earn your bachelor's degree of 50 credits in order to qualify. That's fun. I like these types. Yeah, Even yeah. this is a yeah. cool challenge. And now in the chat, um, Mike says there's a new bachelor's degree challenge that was just published in Michigan. So someone found mm. a way to take the concept and make it more um, objective that meets yeah. the rules. Yeah, I guess because in a way it's kind of like a bingo challenge. Um, if each of these can be checked individually, if there could be a checker for each or one checker that combines every option, then there could be a checker for it. So perhaps that is within the bounds 
or it might be an interpreted one by the reviewers. But let's break out the checker. And so we load up the checker and uh, put in zipper tiff and select the name and run checker, drum roll. I say yes. Zipper yeah. Tiff has qualified. <laughs> With how many points? With uh, 80 points. All right. 80 points. Yep. And a whole. Almost oh, yeah. So a double major. This checker. Yeah. Breaks down all of. Oh, wow. It goes through each individual. That is a uh, complicated checker. Yeah. Gives the results for all of them. Wow. Ooh. Oh, I'm totally checking that out. I love this. Yeah. That's, that's a good checker. Mm hmm. Uh, so, congrats, Tiffany. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we will make sure that uh, you get that membership for another year. The nice thing about the memberships is that they stack. So if you've already yeah. won, you could potentially win again. <laughs> our next little challenge, our next little game... Uh, we like to highlight a lot of geocaches that uh, people have found, challenges that people have found over the course of the month. And one lucky person will be drawn at random to win the Geocoin, the Challenge Talk Geocoin. And I did it again. <laughs> I don't have one with me, next to me. <laughs> yep. I'm out. But, uh, we are holder back there. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, on the uh, display with all of them. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we if you email uh, your challenges for the month, then uh, we can highlight a few of them on the show. So remember, email challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with the GC code and anything you'd like to share, like photos or a story, then uh, we might share that online. But let's check out some of these from this month. We have one from uh, from Bloody Cool. It is GC8GT5A, <laughs> the 100 Contiguous Counties Travelers Challenge, which we just were talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this one is uh, placed 2019 by Just Finding Our Way. And the challenge is to find one or more caches in each of at least 100 contiguous counties. So that's not shore to shore. That's, no, just that's just making a, a line, a snake of um, whatever the other word is for contiguous. Connected. <laughs> Connected, yeah. Neighboring neighboring counties. And I, I think it's, in the U.S., it's probably, is it easier? I think your counties are a lot smaller. I know Ontario's counties, a lot of them are huge. Got to really travel to get them all. Yeah, it just depends. Like in Oregon, on the west, they're a lot smaller than the east. The east is a lot less populated, so I think you have these large areas, the mm -hmm. large county areas. Mm -hmm. I do like the shore-to-shore -shore variants, though, because that uh, it's it it shows how much you love to travel to get from east coast to west coast. Yeah, Bloody Cool said um, he signed the log back in March of 2020, and it took until this month to um, qualify. He added around 40 counties since November by taking different routes to North Carolina and back for Thanksgiving and Christmas. 
And that's what we do as cashers. <laughs> <laughs> Every t anytime you go on a road trip, plan out what caches to get because you don't want to miss them. Take well, <laughs> the next road over. <laughs> if you're in Texas, could you get this without leaving the state since they have 254 counties? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just draw a little line, a little squiggly line back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Find a maze that connects them all, even if it's just one clump of counties. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we have one in from Merlin, thirteen ninety two. It is. Whoops. Oh. This one. <laughs> GC, seven uh, PR five Q. No, wait, that's not the right one. It is. One hundred continuous days of caching. Yeah, country challenge. One hundred days in a row. PR five Q. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Okay, so the title isn't there. Uh, yes. Ch uh, Century Challenge. <laughs> days in a row. 100 continuous days of caching. Yes, yeah, so this one, it's a streak challenge. And I thought I'd highlight it because this is the challenge you need to complete for the center block of my challenge cache, which we'll mention at ah. the end. <laughs> Do 100 consecutive caching days uh, in a row. So this is a very common streak. It's not too hard. It's a few months. I think most people could complete that if they've got if they've got enough caches around. But uh, I think That's it's a, be a good beginner. Hundred days, hundred days is hard. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it takes dedication. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for a streak challenge, this is a good. Uh, well, mm -hmm. maybe not beginner. Maybe amateur. Middle, middle of the road. That's at least farm <laughs> league. That's that's up there a little bit. Mm. <laughs> This one has a solution checker as well. This is a nice little trick because if you if your cache is at posted coordinates and you have a solution checker, you can just easily set the update your coordinates so it shows as updated coordinates. This is what I do to mark challenges mm -hmm. that I've qualified for. Um, it's just, I think I guess it's just a quick way to uh, uh, to mark things as completed. Yeah. Otherwise, you would edit the coordinates. Uh, okay. So then next up we have. <coughs> GC3H20Z LPC Deja Vu Challenge. And that is that Place Bites Radiators. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is <Who's>... great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it is one of the lamppost challenges. Uh, Place 2012. It's a nice oldie. And uh, in this one, this is, we mentioned this earlier. Well, maybe you can explain it. It's your challenge. Yeah, you have to find ten. You have to find geocaches in ten sets of um, locations that have the same name. I think Zipper Tiff was talking about it earlier. Yeah, this was yeah. this was her submission. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, like so... she said, she said, like you know, uh, Johnson County, Texas, and she, I think maybe used a parish in Louisiana, but yeah. it could be it could yeah. be cities, counties. Yep. This one, but, I get some really interesting logs on this one, and you don't really realize how many Springfields there are and <laughs> Jefferson counties, you know, in the United <laughs> States. And some people are really yeah. creative where they found caches in, you know, a, a location that seven location, different locations with the same name. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Now, we have Ontario as a province, and there's an Ontario, California. Does that qualify as well? So a city and a state? Yeah, that would that would count. That would count. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's a that can be a tough one though. I think if it's worldwide, it might be a little easier, but uh, 
Yeah, that, that's just going to... It'll be a lot easier if you just find a whole bunch of counties and <laughs> cities. <laughs> when I first moved to Oregon, I felt like I was on a U.S. tour. Every town that I hit was from another state somewhere in this country that I was familiar with first. So, yeah, so many doubles out there. So, yeah, looking at ZipperTiff's qualification here, there's a whole lot of common names between L.A. and Texas. Louisiana and Texas, not L.A. Right. Well. Huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's 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 hundreds of them, but the ones I've never even heard of before. But through this challenge, you know, people have introduced me to towns that share a name or, you know, in several different states that you wouldn't even, you know, I've never even heard of before, let alone just one state. That's really fun as a cash owner, you know, realizing that the logs get read by people, too. And they can have a good time from what you write. It's always good to remember that when you're writing logs. It's not just for the cache owner. It's for other geocachers who find your ca yeah. the same caches later. Yeah. Right. Uh, next up, we have another one from ZipperTiff. It is GC77M0X, the Century Grid Challenge. And this one, so we mentioned this one earlier as well. On your DT grid, you've got to have at least 100 or more total caches for each row of difficulty and every column of terrain so don't forget to look at those totals of the rows and columns and build them up look at that stinky four and a half terrain that was <laughs> i think the subtle message for tonight is that we should all hide more four and a halves <laughs> <laughs> well and that's the thing like we talk about this uh just as, as people when we're caching it's like it's a lot easier to place and find a, a five if the only reason it's a five is having a tool. Like if it's a boat, you, you take a boat out, you can find a whole bunch of five terrains and, you know, you're good. Or if it's in a tree that requires a ladder, bring a ladder and you're good, you know. But a four and a half, if it doesn't require anything except the difficulty of the terrain, four and a halves are quite often much harder than a five. So I think that's probably why the four and a halves of difficulty and terrain uh, are the most rare. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, no, that's another good one to keep in mind. We've got quite a few challenges in Ontario that have high row and column counts. Keep updating it. And it seems like forever just to get them up. Man. <laughs> you have to target those rare yeah. ratings, Ds and Ts. Yeah. Um, and... There's another one sent in by the Bruce Zero. <laughs> it is GC8DTHP. I thought I would highlight this one because this, I mean, oh, man. Challenge, 1,000 fizzy grid squares. This one's placed by Carney Gruel, hidden in 2019. <clears throat> Five difficulty, one and a half terrain. You know, we look for a DT grid. <clears throat> Of nine by nine difficulty by terrain and uh this one has added a third dimension as regions so now you've got to find 1000 unique combinations of difficulty terrain and region it's not as easy as you think <clears throat> if you think about it uh what's a thousand divided by 81 that's the least number of regions you've got to have visited to potentially qualify um, so yeah, some examples, if you found, uh, all 81 in, in a province or a state that counts as 81 towards your goal. 
if you found at least one cache in 30 grid squares for caches, say, in Michigan, that counts as 30. But if you found no caches in Texas, that means you have to cache more in Texas. <laughs> if you've got two DT fizzy grids in Quebec, so you've completed at least two complete loops of fizzies in Quebec, that only counts as 81. So you can't double up. It has to be unique DT and region. And that is a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of insane. It takes a long time. I think, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not even halfway towards it yet. <laughs> Signed in, just waiting for some more travels. <laughs> but if you can find a uh, DT checker that will tell you uh, what your, uh, your, your fizzy grid stats are for various states, then that would give you a, a good idea of which DTs you've still got to find say, in your home state or neighboring states, and then that can start adding to the numbers as well. Any hole will work. Any DT hole. So cool. I thought that was a crazy difficult way of... The, the, the other creative thing about this is it's combining multiple stats as well because everybody mm -hmm. does DT grids. Everybody does fizzy grids. Mm -hmm. We've got challenges that are based on counties and states and provinces, but combine them together... <laughs> <laughs> then you start to get some creative creative thoughts obviously several people have done that because it's a published challenge in 2019 yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah what's the find out now there's uh, six finds <laughs> and a whole but a whole bunch of notes oh captain math hey <laughs> i think this one may have gotten oh he's yeah, because he's got sixty-two thousand finds uh may have gotten some attention so people are checking in from Lots, of, lots of places. Yeah, because uh, there's 102 yeah, there's qualifiers, 763 yeah. fails. Yeah, so people fines. are checking. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's neat to have a challenge that people are interested in, no matter where they're from. Where is this one? It's in Ontario. Ah, it is our very own Carney Gruel, our very famous challenge. Why is the map not loading? Oh, that's unfortunate. My map hasn't been loading fast either in that section. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, another one to think about on your travels, finding DTs that you haven't yet found in your wherever mm -hmm. you're passing through. In a different region. Interesting. Yeah. There's so many things to do. <laughs> <laughs> do them all, geocache all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a monthly winner as well of everybody who has sent in uh, challenges that you've completed this month. And that winner is Merlin1392. Congrats. Congratulations. Woo. We shall be in touch with what you have won <laughs> so that you can get it. <laughs> um, and there's one last challenge that I like to highlight every, uh, every episode, every show. And that's the one that, I, I don't know, I don't think it's the hardest, but it's certainly uh, not easy in the slightest. And that is the Iron Man Bingo Challenge, GC3D5EB. And this is your classic bingo challenge of uh, trying to complete a row or a column. Only thing is, each row and each column is comprised of consecutive day uh, caching streaks. Anywhere from, say, three days of scuba caches in a row to 25 days of any cache that's difficulty three and under. 
and that one that I mentioned earlier, the 100 days consecutive geocaching. So any cache for 100 days as the center center square, the most useful square. <laughs> and uh, we've had, when this was published, there were some people who managed to complete the entire grid in under 100 days with ridiculously ridiculous planning using spreadsheets and columns and lining things up and then uh, and it was a and it was a pair they went out and they they had to find caches that neither of them had found or have backups that could help and it was just insane and they managed to do it and that was huge and so, this is such a such a cool graphic too i love the mingo <laughs> yeah it's got the the logo in the background it's got the Iron Man Fooner in the, the, the cash listing background. Uh, but um, the, the challenge that I'm extending is not just to qualify for this, but to complete the entire grid. Because if you do, we're keeping a leaderboard of people who complete various stuff. But if you complete a full card, I am going to reward you a geocoin that will commemorate this qualification. And the geocoin is in process of being designed now so it is moving forward it is going to happen this year <laughs> cool so, we look forward to it yeah complete that challenge go for it i still need to complete it as well <laughs> i there's there, there's a few that i still need to get in order to actually come finish an, a line uh yeah <laughs> There is one line that should be easy to complete if you just want to qualify the challenge. But if you want the whole grid, it's going to take some work and time. <laughs> but uh, has there been any updates? Nothing just yet. No new logs since uh, early December. So people are either signing in or working towards it. If you're working towards it, let me know. Let us know. Send us an email. And uh, at least we'll <laughs> let me know that people are working on it. <clears throat> Uh, so, other than that, anybody have any closing thoughts, any comments for the community, any encouragements, inspirations, anything like that? Uh, I'll say something about challenges in general. I just recommend you sign them all <laughs> because yeah. you never know when you're going to actually qualify. I, years ago, I signed one for a quarter county challenge it was like 739 counties in the united states and i thought i would never finish that and you know just keep plugging away in cash and eventually you'll qualify um, i signed a goofy one about filling up your dt grid with may require snowshoes <laughs> and i didn't even know what it was about i just signed it when i read it later i thought this is never gonna happen may require snowshoes and I need one more. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because uh, I'm going on a trip next month, and I was looking at the ones I didn't qualify for and running some checkers. And sure enough, I thought, oh, my gosh, I need one more for that may require snowshoes. That is so cool. <laughs> I just say, you know, encourage people to shoot, sign them all, and keep a list of them because, you know, and look at that list every now and then. Uh, you be, might be surprised at what you what you're climbing up on and you're getting close to, or just, you know, it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. I, um, they're just, and searching for those qualifiers and planning outings to get those qualifiers is, is a great rainy day activity when you can't actually mm -hmm. go out and geocache. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, and that actually is a, a, a good point maybe to raise for Project GC for that map matrix DT grid tool because I don't think there's a way to turn on attributes for that to look for a specific attribute fizzy grids. That would be a good addition, I think. Yeah. Anyone else? Any other, <laughs> any other comments? <laughs> I have, let me tell you one other thing I think is kind of funny. When I was new to caching, my friends were more interested in challenges than I was. And so I went along with them and we signed, we signed some in San Antonio and I was like, I'm not doing that challenge stuff. I'm just fine. Put my name on it. I'm not doing that stuff. And then later, you know, the longer I cash, the more I started getting interested in it. And I, I went back to start signing some challenge logs and I found a log in San Antonio that my name was already on, but I didn't <laughs> care back then. So I was ready to sign. I was, I was like, I want this one. And when I looked at the log, my name was already on it from the past when I was telling them, I am not interested. That's great. Because I, <laughs> I wasn't even keeping up with them. What they had signed, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, my name was already on it. That's really great. And I'm glad you weren't discouraged by all these caches that you couldn't log as a newbie. I'm always so worried about that. If I'm with someone, I'm like, all right, I got to stop at this cache, but you can't log it. Like that feels so bad. Yeah. I'm glad you caught the bug. Yeah. I'm with Zip Zip. Sign them all. Even if you yeah. think 100%, you'll never touch that thing. You'll never go for those. Sign them because... The longer you're geocaching, the more you're going to be doing different types of caching. So you just mm -hmm. never know. And time yeah. just goes by. I mean, I think we can all attest to that. You know, you look back and you have no idea where the years have gone and who knows what you have done in those years that qu will qualify you. Yeah. yeah. And at the very least, you still get the fun of finding a physical geocache and signing in and having yeah. that mm -hmm. experience. So mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to miss that. <laughs> Uh, well, our next show is the first Sunday of March, which is March 6th, so make sure that is on your calendar, and uh, as always, tune in every Sunday night, because Geocache Talk is a weekly show. Except for uh, next week, because it's the Super Bowl, and yeah. so we're going to have a week off. Uh, <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> no no live Geocache Talk at the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, what are we missing, guys? Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> we'll back up for the halftime show if all the artists don't show up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, the show notes for this one will be posted shortly after the show in the description on YouTube, so you can watch for that as well. And as always, thank you for watching and listening. Thank you to Zipper Tiff and Terraviators for joining us. Yes, and, thank you, guys. And Jesse for popping in, our other challenge king. <laughs> and... Remember, as always, it's not about the numbers. It's about the challenge. We'll see you next month. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the chat for coming and uh, participating in our trivia. Good night. Good night. Good night.